0: Welcome back to News Game Plus. I am so excited that you are joining me today because we are on the precipice of some incredible video game news. This is why I started the podcast because we have a lot of news that will be coming out in the next few weeks and I'm really excited to talk about it. I am just floored and excited for what is about to happen. I almost don't want to do an intro. I just want to get right into it, but there are some things that we do have to talk about. As far as when this podcast comes out, I believe it will continue to come out on Thursday evening. This way you have it for Friday. Let me know if This changes in any way if you want it on a different day. Right now, I think releasing it Thursday evening or Friday is the best because the news has happened already. There isn't going to be, for example, when we did it on Wednesday, on the Thursday after the next day, they announced Paper Mario's. And that's a pretty big news story to miss for a video game news podcast. So I feel that it would be best if we just keep going with releasing the podcast Thursday evening. Because on Fridays, I don't want to release it on a weekend because people don't consume media as much on the weekends. Usually they're actually doing fun stuff that doesn't involve YouTube and podcasting and all that all that other stuff. So I think keeping it to fr- Fridays for the release is probably where we're going to keep our podcast. Full transparency, I'm waiting on a friend for our logo. And I want to because I've podcasted before. uh, I did a podcast a few years back. And one of the problems I ran into towards the end of when I was doing it was that when I posted my podcast to iTunes, it would show the what we did was we didn't have a logo right away. But we still put it on iTunes, and we used just like an image of me and my podcast partner, Ben. So it was just a picture of me and him, uh, I guess, talking into a microphone. And we hired someone to uh, do a logo for us, and it came out fantastic. Our friend Chelsea, she's fantastic. And she did did this awesome logo. But what was happening was towards the end of our run was that it would show the old one that that Chelsea didn't do, which was just me and Ben talking into microphones, and that I don't want to have the same problem, so I'm having someone make a logo. I'm still waiting for them to get back to me, and uh, once I get the logo, then I'm going to put it on iTunes, hopefully Spotify, and hopefully SoundCloud, and get this to where you are. I know I've talked about that. And I haven't delivered. It's Quite frankly, I haven't delivered with getting the podcast on those platforms. In order to hear it, you have to go on Podbean, unfortunately. Not unfortunately. Podbean's pretty great, to be honest with you. But it's not what everybody has. Like, people have a podcast app, you know, if you have an iPhone. And people have Spotify if you listen to music. So, I definitely want to get the podcast on those services and hopefully I will be able to soon but I wanted to just be transparent and let you know what is going on once again some semi-related video game news it looks like Sonic the Hedgehog will be getting a sequel Sonic the Hedgehog the movie will be getting a sequel I should say I saw that movie it was a pretty fun night with some friends we had a great time uh an enjoyable movie not the best movie i've ever seen but definitely a fun fun night at the movies fun time if you have kids they'll probably appreciate it more than us adults but you know it was still a fun time and i'm happy that it's getting a sequel they kind of set it up so that they set it up for a sequel the movie did well itself financially so obviously they're going to double down and make a sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog. And hopefully everyone will come back and do the sequel. Apparently it will have the same director. So if you enjoy the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, the sequel's coming back. Another semi-video game story is that apparently Kingdom Hearts will be getting, or I don't know if it's Will or might be, there's talk that there will be a Disney Plus TV series based on Kingdom Hearts. I can't really speak to Kingdom Hearts. I've never really played the games. Uh it's on the good old fashioned backlog list. I think I have all the games, but I just haven't played them. So, I can't really speak to my excitement of it, but if you like Kingdom Hearts and you're ju- you just dig it, if it's just your just your thing and uh you eat, sleep, bleed Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> you know, like that, then There's a Disney Plus show for you, and it'll be based on Kingdom Hearts. Our big news story of the week, I want to put this at the top, even though it's not, this didn't happen. I think this happened, yeah, this happened yesterday, this report. And I have some news from earlier in the week, but I think this will help me kind of paint a picture for you with some of the other articles. Let me tell you before we really get started... I got a lot of news stories to talk to you about. I have so many news stories that my iPad can have them all at the top where the tabs are. I'm surprised my iPad is still working. I thought the thing would just shut off. That's how many windows I have opened for all these different articles. So big show today. Our first news story of the day. Sony is planning a PS5 conference for as early as next week. Sony Corp. is planning a digital event to showcase games for its next-generation PlayStation 5 console that may take place as early as next week, according to people with direct knowledge of the matter. The virtual event could be held June 3rd, though some people also caution that plans have been in flux and that the date may change. Other PlayStation 5 events may follow in the coming weeks and months, and Sony is not expected to reveal every essential detail on the console during its first presentation. A Sony spokesperson declined to comment. The company's shares were largely unchanged in early Thursday trading in Tokyo. The Japanese tech giant has only let out a trickle of information on the PlayStation 5 so far, which the company says remains on track for, re- for release this holiday season, Despite the COVID-19 pandemic, CEO Kenichiro Yoshida said early this month that Sony will soon be announcing a strong lineup of PS5 games. Tr- June is traditionally highlighted by the biggest in- biggest games industry conference, E3 in Los Angeles, but that was canceled this year due to the spread of the virus. In response, Sony and many game publishers are refashioning their promotional plans around streamed online presentations. While only a small circle within Sony are privy to the appearance of the PS5 console, the controller has been shared with outside developers and fearing it wouldn't be able to control leaks, the company made it public in early April. Fans have been eager to hear about the lineup of video games that will launch alongside the console and later. Microsoft Corp, Sony's most direct rival in the console wars, has put out regular streams and updates about the upcoming Xbox Series X, which is also planned for release this fall. That article was from Bloomberg, and it was Jason Trier, formerly of Kotaku, and who's now over at Bloomberg, and it was also Takashi Mochizuki, who is a journalist in Japan, uh, and they did a great job with this article. I also want to talk about an article from Jeff Grubb. It's on the same subject. And he I just want to paint more of a picture because uh there's a lot more information that he has. So he also says that Sony is planning a PlayStation 5 event for June 3rd. And he says, I'm paraphrasing, I would just want to get this chunk from the article. He says it's important to note that this is only the current plan. The company is trying to lock down its promotional efforts for the PS5, but it also knows it must remain flexible during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. While the June 3rd reveal should provide the best look yet at the PS5, don't expect Sony to give away every detail about its next-gen system. The company could withhold price and release timing for another, for another date. The price for the PS5 is still especially subject to fluctuations. Sony wants to launch at a competitive price tag, but it also doesn't want to take a loss on hardware. Sony also doesn't want to go too deep on any games it may show on June 3rd. The company is planning follow-up events. This includes a state of play that will focus on both next and current-gen games. That state of play has a tentative schedule of early August. Again, this could shift drastically, depending on a number of factors. So then, what will Sony show off next week? Expect it to focus on what is possibly in next-gen games with the PlayStation 5. The company seems aware of the backlash that Microsoft faced for its first Xbox 2020 event. Fans were were unhappy with the lack of gameplay at that presentation. In response, Sony wants to rely on PS5 games that are actually running on real hardware. This is obviously unbelievably exciting news that a week, less than a week from when I'm recording this, we will at least see what the PS5 looks like, hopefully. So I have some questions and I have predictions for Sony. Uh, so I just want to get into those. My first question is, of course, what does the PlayStation Five look like? Obviously, we have seen the controller. We know that it has that it's white. It has some black on it. I wonder if the cons- i I have to assume that the console will match at least the color scheme with the white and the black trying to look a more futuristic. My hope is that it is sleek, kind of like the PS5 and the PS I mean the uh PS4 and the PS4 Pro. I like how kind of sleek it is. It has a sharpness. I hope it is more of a mac, matte black than it is like a glossy finish just because of the fingerprints and the smudges and all that. I hope it's I also hope it's compact. I don't want it to take up a lot of space. Maybe they'll go with a similar design to the Xbox. It might it might be a little bit taller. Maybe they won't go in the tower direction, but maybe it's a little bit taller and doesn't take up as much space on the desk because desk, desk space is important. Another big question I have is how much will the PlayStation 5 cost? Now, this is a piece of information that we might not get at this event. Sony is going to be want to be competitive with Microsoft. both of them are kind of in a staring contest, and they're trying to see which one will blink first as far as uh, the price f- for both of their consoles. My hope would be my hope in a perfect world, my thought would be that Xbox announces the price of their console first, then Sony announces their price and they undercut Xbox but then Xbox announces the Lockhart which is a cheaper machine that'll still play the same games as the Series X and that undercuts the PS5 so this way PS5 sits in the middle between the Series X and the Xbox Lockhart This leads me to believe that we probably won't see the price for uh the PlayStation 5 the price is something that they could announce at a different uh time they could do it in a blog post maybe we'll see it in the in the coming weeks the only thing that leads me to believe that we would see it is just because pre-orders are going to be coming out soon and you need to know the price of something if you're going to pre-order it cuz you need to save up enough money so a pre, I don't think pre-orders will go live, but I I don't think pre-orders will go live on June third. But I do think pre-orders will have to be out soon, so we're gonna have to know the price soon. But I don't think we'll see it on June third. My next question is: When is the release date for PS five? Personally, I think the PS five will obviously come out in November. My guess would either be, I think, the Friday, I believe they'll release it on a Friday, and then Black Friday is the 27th, November 27th. So I think it'll probably be November 13th, or or it will be November 20th will be the release date for PS5. And then if Xbox releases in November, they'll probably take the date that Sony doesn't have. My next question is, is the PS5 backwards compatible with PS4 games? Now, I believe Sony has said that PS5 will be backwards compatible with PS4 games. I hope they understand that when that was discussed in Mark Cerny's GDC presentation, that the message was flubbed and it was very confusing and hard to understand what they meant. So I think in this event they should come out and really make a statement and say PS4 games will be able to be played on PS5 all of you know all of them or some of them or they're going to come over time or whatever the reason is Obviously words matter it is important to be intentional and if they want people to jump over to PS5 then they got to make games backwards compatible from PS4 and they got to make that known because people have tons of games on their PlayStation 4 and they have and we have to know that there's some backwards compatibility with PS5. My next question is what is PlayStation's version of smart delivery? Now Xbox has smart delivery meaning that if you buy Cyberpunk 2077 it comes out in september the prevailing thought is that xbox series x will of course come out later than september in october but probably in november smart delivery is the idea that you can buy cyberpunk in september or october whenever you buy it and then if you get the xbox series x you will not have to buy cyberpunk again you already own it and all you have to do is put in the di- put in the disc or download it cuz it'll be available to you in your library now there's a lot of confusion we haven't heard from a lot of publishers because about whether they are doing smart delivery or not because PlayStation has not announced what they are doing with smart delivery now, Sony could go come out and say, look, if you, if you want Cyberpunk to play on PS5, you've got to buy it again. But I don't think they are going to do that. I don't think that's a wise decision at all, considering because you, your competitor in Xbox is doing it. You're probably going to have to do it. I'm sure there will be a way that you can buy Cyberpunk in September and it will work on your PS5. There's no doubt in my mind. I, we just have to understand what their version of it is. Is it going to be you have to do it by a certain time or or day? We just don't know. So I would like to see that answered. But once again, this is a question that might not be answered uh, on June 3rd during the event. But I, I do hope that we hear about it soon. My next question is, is the PS5 backwards compatible with consoles past PS4? This would include uh, PS3, PS2, PS1, PlayStation Vita, PSP games. I know it may not be important to Sony on a financial basis to get these games running on PS5, but I feel that it's important from a gaming historian perspective. Why can I watch almost any movie from the history of time, but when it comes to games, I can't play Burnout 3 on my new PlayStation? It's ridiculous. If you have a PC, you can play the original Deus Ex. You can play the original Tomb Raiders and all, uh, and Half-Life and all these games, but that just aren't backwards compa- compatible with these newer consoles. This is why I don't think twice when people em- emulate games. People would buy old, you know, these old games from PlayStation, from Xbox. They would well I, I won't say Xbox just because Xbox has done a great job with backwards compatibility, but PlayStation has not. PS1 classics are available on PS3, but they're not available on PS4. That's ridiculous. People would buy PS1 classics on PS4 they would rather do some people would rather do that than download an emulator but they have to download the emulator cuz there's no other options i think it would be great for playstation to say playstation 5 is the place where you can play all of your playstation games all the classics you can download them or if you have them you can put them in to the cons- you can put them into the console cuz here's the thing PlayStation 6 may not have a disk drive. PlayStation 6 might not be a full-fledged console. It might be a uh, app on your TV or your monitor that you just turn on and the game and there's the game, you know make it so that the entire PlayStation history is on PS5 because that would also be a selling point for PS5. PlayStation 4 can't play PS1 games. It can't play PlayStation 3 games. It can't play all of the PS2 games. PlayStation 5, Sony has a real opportunity to make PS5 the all-encompassing Sony system. And how cool would it be, it doesn't have to be available right away, to have PSP and PS Vita games? For some people, it may not be worth it. But I think it is. I think it's also from a gaming historian perspective to keep, you know, look, the next Silent Hill is coming out. Silent Hill. Well, rumored, but there's a rumor that they're going to reboot Silent Hill. What if I want to go back and play the old Silent Hill games? Well, I can't on my PS4. Because it's a PS1 classic and I can't play PS1 classics on my PS4. I have to dig out my PS3 or go buy a PS3 because I don't have one. Or get a PS1 and then buy a physical version of uh, Silent Hill, which which is expensive. And Sony could have Silent Hill on their store. They can undercut the retro game stores and then they would have the market. What about Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3? Well, once again, there's an HD collection, but once again, it's on PS3. I can't play it on PS4 except for if I play it through PS now. Or I have to go get a PS, you know, and apparently those versions aren't really great. So now if I want to play the best versions of Silent Hill 2 and 3, I got to go get a PS2, which I don't have. This is a personal story. I don't have a PS2, never had a PS2. So now I got to go get one. Then I got to go to a retro gaming store or go on Amazon or go on eBay and get Silent Hill 2 and 3, which are going to be probably the price of a full price game. Meanwhile, if Sony would just have their console backwards compatible, I, I could just buy it on the store. Why not corner that market? It may not make its returns in a business sense but i think it would be a good marketing pull for sony to be like you can play all of your playstation games from all the different consoles here on playstation 5 and i'm not sure if we'll hear about that on june 3rd and i'm not even sure if it's true it would be a nice surprise though this is a little weird question what accessories will be available i'm sure we'll hear about the accessories in the coming months I don't really think we'll see, we'll hear, we will hear about any accessories at this event as far as like headsets or different color controllers or, uh, you know, the PlayStation, if if there is a PlayStation camera, I just don't think we'll hear about it. Uh, we'll probably hear about it in the coming months leading up to PS5 or maybe after the console's out. I don't really remember release dates for accessories for PS4, so, but We will see. I don't think this will be answered at the June 3rd event, but once again, we'll see that more in the future. The next question I have is, will all the games in my PS4 library be in my PS5 library? Is there a transfer system? So will I have to transfer all my digital and physical PS4 games into my PS5? Am I going to have to... Is there a system where I ha- you know where I have to transfer it? it will it automatically be there from day 1 plug it in you know November 20th I plug it in go to my library I can download uncharted 4 or is there you know do I have to wait for uncharted 4 because it's not one of the games that is available for backwards combat- compatibility immediately These are big questions and I'm hope- I'm hoping we'll get at least an answer for that On June 3rd... June 3rd... Here's the other thing... Things can obviously change on a dime... This is not Sony themselves saying... That there is a PlayStation 5 event... These are the high... I mean these are elite... The top gaming journalists... In the industry reporting... That the event is set for June 3rd... There's no guarantee it will be on June 3rd... But I did my predictions... For you right now. Well not really my predictions. But I did do some questions. I'm going to do my predictions in a second. But there's no guarantee. I just want to mention that there's no guarantee. That this is going to happen on June 3rd. Because things could change on a dime. And until we hear it from the horse's mouth. It is not true. But I do think we will hear. uh, We will hear word from Sony. On Monday. That June 3rd. Wednesday. That this event is happening. I just wanted to do my predictions for this episode because if the event is on June 3rd on Wednesday, we'll miss it because of when the episode comes out. Hopefully next week, if this event does happen June 3rd, I'll talk about all the things that happened in the event, which will be a great episode. And you can write in and tell me what you think of all the games and the console itself and how it looks I think next week should be a good episode, but we're going to continue here with some more predictions that I have. With third-party games from publishers, I'm not sure if we'll really see any. I think we'll see some more first-party, maybe some second-party surprises. Um, I don't think we will see the God of War sequel, and I don't think we'll, we will see the Spider-Man sequel. My theory for these games is that Sony Santa Monica and Insomniac will have much more, they'll make the, because the thing is Sony Santa Monica can make another God of War game and make it very similar to the first one and call it a sequel. And the same thing with Spider-Man, they could just have the same exact New York city and then just make a sequel, different boss fights, different enemies different villains, and they could release it. But what I think, I think those games, the sequels, I think they want to go, they want to be more ambitious. They want these games to be Uncharted 2, Uncharted 2. I think these studios want to make a big jump with these sequels, because now they have the hardware to do it. So I don't think we'll see them early in the PlayStation 5's life. I think year two of the PS5, that's when we can probably see Spider-Man. Maybe 2021, that's when we'll see it with a release day in 2022. And I think God of War is maybe 2023, maybe 2022. I think Sony looked at the PS4 generation, and while it was very successful and their exclusives were fantastic... I think they were burdened by having uh, announced these games so early into the PS4's life. And then having to answer about these games for years upon years of E3 events and press events and everything. So I think for the PS5, you'll see games being announced and then their release, you know, maybe the release date is within a year or within a few months. You know, or maybe like a year and a half, maybe two years at most. I think you'll see a shorter time between an announcement and release date of these games because I don't. Th- I think I don't think Sony liked having to feel like they kind of owe you know owed everyone information or owed everyone you know prom- making promises for these games, and I feel, I think they feel burdened by it. But I do think we'll see some games. That are gonna be launching on the console. I mean, we're gonna have to. I mean, we are going to have to. It's it's obvious it's kinda odd that we haven't seen any games yet, you know. Some now for some games that I think they will show. If Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is coming or Horizon 1 Dawn, I think we if it is coming out within the first year of the PlayStation Five, we we will definitely see it. If it's a bit more ambitious and it's going to take more time, then we will see it. Then we'll see it at a different time. But if it's a launch game or it comes out, you know, in the launch window, as they call it, I think we'll definitely uh, see it. There have been some rumors about Blue Point Games. All indications are, are that they are making a Demon Souls remake and there are plenty of rumors that it's not that. I heard that apparently it might be a Jack and Dexter remake. I will believe it when I see it. I don't believe that for a second. I'm I'm going to go with the crowd on this one and that is that is a Demon Soul remake and that it is a launch game. And yeah. I I think we'll whatever Bluepoint's working on we're definitely going to see but it would be interesting if it, if it wasn't a Demon Souls remake and if it was something else, like maybe Metal Gear Solid remake or something else, but you never know. I think we will definitely see the next Ratchet and Clank game. There is a studio in North Carolina, a part of Insomniac Games. PlayStation now owns Insomniac Games. They have probably probably been working on Ratchet and Clank since the last one came out. I think it'll be a launch game and I think it'll be a good game to show some graphics that aren't real realistic humans a more cartoon, you know, to show the cartoony graphics, the Pixar-like graphics. I think it'll be a good opportunity to show that. We'll talk about this a little bit later as well, but Silent Hill, there are rumors that konami went around to publishers and pitched them on the idea of them making a silent hill game the rumor is is that it is japan studio which is owned by sony and that it is being directed by the original maker of silent hill it'll be a reboot to the series and that is the rumor and i think if uh i think if this is true then the game would would be, at least as of right now, a year into development at least. The rumor is is that they started in January of 2019, so by the end of June, that will probably be a year and a half of development. So I think they will announce it, because it probably will come out within a couple of years of the console. So I think that would be a good one to be like, okay, here's what's coming, you know, this isn't an... Alo- This isn't a launch game, but it's coming out in the future, and if we see it here, then we probably won't see it in August, but that'll probably be a game that'll show some of the power of the PlayStation, give us a horror game to play, and yeah, I don't think we'll see Resident, if Silent Hill's there, I don't think we'll see Resident Evil 8 there, because those are like competing horror franchises. I think Resident Evil 8 will be shown on June 10th because there was a report that it was a report from Resident Evil has like a fan club thing. And I guess the higher you get, you get in the fan club, the more privy you are to information. And apparently they were told, you know, get ready for an exciting Resident Evil reveal on June 10th. So we have to imagine that is Resident Evil 8 and that's when we'll see it fully revealed we won't probably won't see it at the PlayStation event if there is Silent Hill or we might not see any of them lord knows i'm thinking that there might be a platformer announced maybe that isn't ratchet and clank maybe it's another astrobot game maybe it is an ape escape game remake something like that i think we'll see a platformer type game that maybe isn't ratchet and clank but that's just a prediction that's just from rumors I've heard. I think we'll see it, but I can't be a hundred percent. And I'm I'm into what it's what's exciting for me with this event, this rumored event, not really rumored, but reported event, is what we don't know. And that's exciting for everyone. What do we not know that Sony is gonna have either ready for launch of the PS5 or to have coming out within the launch window? It should be exciting. And yeah, I'm I'm just really excited and, I'm, and I hope that it's, you know, I'm able to watch it. And yeah. Wow, we are half over half an hour into the podcast and we've only done one news story. This might be one of our longer episodes. I have so many articles to get into. So let's get started. Over at GamesRadar, Heather Wald says, Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 officially announced and it's coming to next-gen consoles. Developer Frogwares has officially announced its latest sleuthing adventure, Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1, and it's set to release sometime in 2021. A new trailer recently dropped that gives us our first look at the latest Sherlock Holmes game in Frogwares' long-running series. Chapter 1 will be a prequel, Exploring the origin story of the famous detective, and the trailer shows off a young Holmes as he grapples with the death of his mother. The trailer also confirms Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 will be landing on PC, Xbox One, and PS4, as well as next gen consoles. Given that the Xbox Series X and PS5 are still set to release holiday 2020, it makes sense that this upcoming entry in the Sherlock Holmes series. Would also release on next-gen platforms in the future. I believe I played this game on Xbox. Uh, I tried to play it. I believe it was a free PS Plus game, and I believe, it was, yeah, it was Sherlock Holmes: Crimes and Punishment. Looking further ahead into the article, I believe I'm not sure if this is the same. Uh yeah yeah it's the same developer as those games so if you like sherlock holmes crimes and punishment and sherlock holmes the devil's daughter same developer obviously this looks like a much different sherlock holmes than than that's in those games because obviously he's a younger version of himself but if you like these games uh i don't think they're for me but if you like these games get excited because it will be coming out next year The Last of Us Part 2, State of Play. Now, obviously, I haven't watched The Last of Us 2, State of Play. It was yesterday as of me recording this, and I I just don't want to see it. I'm already convinced. I am excited. Originally, I was more excited for Ghosts of Tsushima. Then I saw the Ghost of Tsushima uh, State of Play, and now I'm more excited for Last of Us Part 2. So I don't want to watch this game, this state of play, because I'm already convinced. I I am already excited. I don't want to. I want to go in fresh. I've already seen E3 trailers and all different trailers. They all look great. The game looks great. I'm ready. There's nothing more that I want them to show me. I just want to play it. And now I got to wait three whole weeks, which kind of stinks, but that's all right. Also something that's related to this. The Last of Us Part 2 embargo is June 12th, and for those who don't know, people there are people right now, game journalists and content creators, who have received The Last of Us Part 2, and they are currently playing the game so that they can review it and what the embar- what the embargo means is that after the embargo they are allowed to talk about it freely and post their reviews so we're going to see reviews for the last of us a full week before the game comes out and think of it right now there are people that breathe the air that we all breathe and they have beaten The Last of Us. I saw a tweet from a guy. He has beaten The Last of Us, part two. He knows what has happened, and we don't. A little frustrating, don't you think? But that's okay, because we're going to play it in three weeks. We only have three weeks to go. I can't wait for this game, and we'll see the reviews about a week before uh, the game comes out, but that's not going to affect it. I'm going to play it no matter what. So, but I figure I mentioned it in case you want to check out the review for it. Now, this state of play, I think they want to show gameplay just because of all the story spoilers that happened online. I think they want to emphasize the gameplay. They want to give you a reason to play this game. And I think that's what the purpose of this state of play is. I, I can't imagine why you would have this any other way, but I guess we still have a couple marketing beats left for until the game comes out so but either way i can't wait detroit become human beyond two souls heavy rain steam release dates announced quantic dream has officially confirmed the steam release date for detroit beyond human beyond two souls and heavy rain quantic dreams three latest games will arrive on steam simultaneously on june 18th the company announced on twitter Quantic Dream has previously released the games on the Epic Games Store in 2019. Before that, all three games had been PlayStation exclusives. Now, obviously, these were PlayStation, all three games were PlayStation exclusives at one point. Quantic Dream had a second party relationship with PlayStation, meaning that PlayStation does not own Quantic Dream, but they had a relationship where the games would come out exclusively for a PlayStation. It seems that that deal has ended and they have allowed the game to release on PC. I don't know if Sony's getting a cut of that or if Quantic Dream's getting a cut of that. But either way, if you don't play on the Epic Game Store and you play on Steam, These games are coming out June 18th, and I highly recommend Detroit Become Human. That game is awesome. It is so much fun to play. The story is gripping. I thought about that game even when I wasn't playing it. Me, Kyle, and Ben, we all played it together, and it was so much fun. So I highly recommend you check it out. Alrighty, announcing the Escapist Indie Showcase premiering on June 11th. Nick Calandra from TheEscapistMagazine.com has the story. The Escapist is proud to announce that we've partnered with GOG.com to host our very first Indie Showcase from uh, June 11th to the 14th. Our completely digital event will begin on June 11th with a direct style showcase on YouTube where we'll be showing off over 70 different indie games from developers all around the world. The showcase will include new reveals and lots of gameplay, and we even have developers create short little developer diaries so you can meet the passionate people behind the games you'll be playing. Following the indie showcase from June 12th to the 14th, we will be providing post-show coverage on YouTube and Twitch, featuring many of the games you saw in the showcase via in-depth hands-on demos, pre-recorded gameplay videos, and interviews with the developers. This just adds to the absolute unbelievable confusion that is this E3 style, this E3 replacement, there are just events everywhere. I don't even know what is going on. There is just events every single day, and like, I if you're a game, if you're a publisher of a video game, how do you pick which one to go on? I'd say just skip this whole, because there's so much confusion. I do. I wouldn't even announce anything in June. I would just skip June. I would just say I'm not announcing anything in June. I want eyes on my thing, and the eyes just aren't going to be. The eyes are going to be distracted. Any one of these events is not going to garner the same amount of eyes as one big Xbox event or one big Sony event would get. It kind of stinks that this is the replacement for E3, and IGN and Jeff Keighley could have worked together to make this a big thing, but it just hasn't worked. Everyone wants a piece of the pie, and I guess whoever's event is better— will be the how we do this in the future cuz E3 is pretty much dead now. And if this is this is a horrible replacement. Complain about E3 all you want. They you know giving out the addresses and phone numbers of content creators and journalists. Horrible stuff, confusion, N- adding uh fans to the show so now journalists can't do their job cuz now they have to you know they have to meet appointments and they can't because there's 10,000 fans in the place. There's a lot to rag on E3 for, but at least it gave people a platform, a collective place to go, to hear about video games. Marty Sleeva Marty Sleva, at theescapistmagazine.com talks about Final Fantasy VII and Square Enix because now Final Fantasy VII remake it is a massive hit that is sold fantastically well they can't keep the physical copies on the shelves digitally the game sold well and it did fantastic but now that that is done square enix now has to follow up this game with part 2 and he really goes into what final fan into what square enix is going to be doing from now on they kind of have three pillars of final fantasy he goes on to explain that we have the final fantasy remake uh, part 2, which will probably come out in a few years. We will have Final Fantasy XVI, which will probably be announced soon. I don't know if it will be announced this year. And then you have Final Fantasy XIV, which is the massive multiplayer online game that you can play online with friends. And so that's kind of like the three pillars of the uh, Final Fantasy series. He goes on to talk about how Final Fantasy Seven Remake once the year-long Sony exclusive uh, deal kind of expires in 2021, we'll probably see remasters of it on PS5, and it'll come out for the first time on Xbox Series X and PC. And then, with how well this remake did, who knows what Square, what other great Square Enix game from the past? will be remade or remastered and brought out because of the success of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Publishing-wise, they are going to be publishing Outriders, which is a game that is coming out at the end of uh, this year and will probably be a next-gen game. You have Marvel's Avengers. They also are publishing Techland's Dying Light 2, and they're also publishing Babylon's Fall from developer Platinum Games. So, for this year, for Square Enix, all I want to hear about is. All I want to hear about from Square Enix is from Dying Light 2. I want to hear about Outriders, because that's going to be a launch. That's gonna, probably going to be a launch game for next gen. And I want to hear Avengers. And that's it. Keep quiet on the rest of the stuff. Get into the trenches and get working on those other games. Because I can't wait, I love Final Fantasy VII remake, and I can't wait for everyone to make something great uh from all their studios. I can't wait for what's next for Final Fantasy and I can't wait to hear what's next for Dragon Quest but I think I think there's something I think I have something later that we can talk about Dragon Quest related, so stay tuned. Our PS Plus games have been announced for June. One of them you can download right now as you're listening to this podcast. Call of Duty World War II on Memorial Day was announced as the PS Plus game. And you can download it as of right now. That will be the PS Plus game for June. And then the other PS Plus game will be Battlefront Two. So if you haven't played that game, these are free games. Even if you're not going to play these games Just add them to your library. You never know when you're going to want to check these games out. And you're going to kick yourself if you missed it. So just uh, accept the free games. Uh, I haven't played these games. But I definitely want to check them out. Now that they're PS Plus games. And I can't wait to check them out. Quite frankly. It's awesome that I think these are great games for uh, this month. So good job on Sony for giving us some great PS Plus games this month. Heather Wald at... GamesRadar has our Xbox Games with Gold games for June. We have Destroy All Humans, which is the ex- original Xbox release. That is that Games with Gold game for the month. You have Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. I believe that is the 360 uh, game that is available. You have Mora, which is available on Games with Gold, and Coffee Talk, which is another Games with Gold free game. That you can get if you have games with gold. And I'm definitely going to check these out. And by check them out. I mean download them. Because I don't know. Well I might play Destroy All Humans. Because the remake's coming out soon. And that might be a good game to check out. And kind of get me ready. I think there's a Shantae game that came out pretty recently though. So I think this is a pretty good. uh, Games with gold to have. For the IGN games fest they have revealed their kind of schedule they will have on june 5th and june 8th and june 9th and that's when they're going to be doing a lot of their i guess trailers and reveals previews interviews with developers to be honest there really isn't anything exciting here there's no punch there's no big publishers that looks like they have any new games to show the It's a lot of minor games and you know double A games. There just, there just doesn't seem to be a lot exciting. I think if I think for IGN, if you want to go hear more information about games you already know about and games that you're excited about, I think you should go. But they don't have the bigger games. I think they have more minor games that are, are definitely fun that I would love to check out, but. I just don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's going to be like, you know, YouTube video and you go and you watch it at 12 o'clock and that's when all these trailers and reveals are uh, or 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 do they just appear as, you know, Diablo 2 Remastered, this is a rumor, Diablo 2 Remastered trailer and, and it's on their YouTube page and that's it, you know, I don't know how they're going to do this. And to me, it just adds to the confusion that is this replacement E3 that we have to go through. And it just makes my job harder trying to synthesize and break down this information for you. I'm just going to have to have like a big roundup and be like, this game was announced. It's coming out this day. This game is coming out. It doesn't have a release date yet, but it's next gen. That's what I'm going to have to do when all this happens. So stay tuned. I want to talk about... One of the m- hundreds of indie game showcases that have gone on. This is one that went on this past week. I think we have a ton of indie showcases that are going to happen over the next few weeks. But this is the first one that I've seen. It's called the Wholesome Direct. Uh, play on the Nintendo Direct. And the idea is that these are all calm, cool, relaxing games That and they emphasize the the art style, which is you know it's colorful. A lot of these games, they're beautiful, they're relaxing. They're in they're indie games. They're usually uh, they don't have your normal gameplay as far as like you know fighting things and taking things down. It's a, a lot more different concepts. Like there's a game where you're in a hospice care unit and you're. I don't know if you play as the patient or if you play as the nurse. So definitely some interesting games that are that were in this direct. I think the direct is less than 30 minutes. So I really recommend you just watch it. If there are any games that are personally interesting to you, I, I suggest you write them down, go. I believe most of these games are on Steam or some of them are actually on iPhone and the app store and the Android uh, game store. And some of these games are coming out to Switch. They're come, some of these are coming out to PS4 and Xbox One as well, and some of them are coming out this year. So I think I think it's worth just watching. The whole thing's chill. You just chill and watch these awesome, pretty games. And if any of them strike your, strike your fancy, then just check them out. You know. When this week started, I felt that. There probably wouldn't be a lot of news because there will be a lot of news next week. But it turns out there is a lot of news this week. But when this wholesome direct happened, there wasn't a lot of news for the show. And I've kind of learned my lesson to not you know, judge a book by its cover. So what I did was I wrote down pretty much every single game that was shown and apparently there's over 50 games because I'm looking at this article because I was actually going to name all the games but uh, I'm going to not bore you with that if you want to check out the games that were there just watch the thing but yeah there was over 50 games shown because they had a few different like highlight reels that went through a lot of games quickly so but I do suggest checking out the Wholesome Direct 2020. Our next story is from Jeff Grubb, Adventure Beat. He says Silent Hill Lives as downloadable content for Dead by Daylight. Oh, man. But this is good. This is fantastic. Silent Hill Lives, developer Behavior Interactive, teamed up with Konami to bring characters from the classic horror franchise into Dead by Daylight. By purchasing the Silent Hill downloadable content for Dead by Daylight, Players can add the iconic pyramid head monster to the game. The DLC also includes Silent Hill protagonist Cheryl Manson as a new survivor character. The Silent Hill chapter launches for Dead by Daylight this month. In addition to the characters, it also introduces Midwich Elementary School as a new map. This is a big move for both Silent Hill and Dead by Daylight. Konami can keep its old franchise in people's minds with this DLC, Dead by Daylight is one of the most successful horror games in the world right now. And the game should have a lot of crossover appeal. For Behavior Interactive, meanwhile, this is yet another fandom that it can bring into its asymmetrical horror action. Dead by Daylight has previously introduced DLC packs for Stranger Things, Scream, and Saw. By regularly adding new content, the game reaches new fans. But Behavior is also able to continue generating generating revenue from its most engaged and loyal players as well. So what does this mean for Silent Hill? The most interesting aspect of this move, however, however, is what it could say about the future of Silent Hill. Konami has let the series go dormant since canceling Silent Hills in 2015. The publisher originally planned to have Hideo Kojima work on that game with partners like Guillermo del Toro, but but could... But Kojima and Konami had a falling out. Kojima left the company, and the publisher abandoned the project. During that time, Konami pulled sharply away from major video game releases, and instead focused on mobile games and its popular pro-evolution soccer franchise. But is the return of Silent Hill and Dead by Daylight a sign that the company could bring the game back? It's possible, rumors are swirling that the series could return as an early title on PlayStation 5. If that's happening, then it wouldn't hurt to rejuvenate the property with a Dead by Daylight partnership. But we'll have to wait and see if anything more happens with Silent Hill. I think this is exciting. Something that Jeff didn't note is that this is actually the first horror video game franchise to be featured in Dead by Daylight. All the other horror franchises that have been featured in Dead by Daylight have been from movie franchises, Stranger Things, Saw, uh, Scream, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Ash vs. Evil Dead. To me, it's very cool how Dead, Dead by Daylight has basically brought all these horror franchises together because originally they had their own monsters who were kind of loosely based on the iconic horror you know the iconic horror villains from our you know from back in the day but now a lot of them are in the game and I think it's cool that they included uh the Silent Hill characters in this game and it makes makes you wonder what other games you know they could take from and put in into dead by daylight i've never played it i actually own it because it was a ps plus game at one point but i love watching people play it and this this is great and hopefully you know i love resident evil but it'd be nice if sony reboots silent hill and i'll jump into that and hopefully i'll enjoy it so super exciting stuff and then hopefully we'll see silent hill next week who knows who knows i'm not making promises Ash Parrish at Kotaku says that BlizzCon 2020 has been cancelled. Blizzard, the studio behind World of Warcraft, Overwatch, and Diablo, just announced via a blog post that they are cancelling BlizzCon 2020. Even as states are slowly reopening with social distancing guidelines in place, Blizzard expressed concerns that it's just too much to consider trying to throw their massive convention this year. I'm paraphrasing here. We've had many discussions about what holding a convention could look like in light of all the health and safety considerations we'd want to make. We've also talked about different paths we could take and how each one could be complicated by fluctuations in national and local health guidelines in the month ahead. Ultimately, after considering our options, we've come to the very difficult decision to not have BlizzCon this year. The blog also stated that the team is considering how to throw some kind of virtual event but noted that it wouldn't happen until sometime early next year. The thing with this being cancelled, with BlizzCon being cancelled, is Overwatch 2. Originally, I believe Overwatch 2 was planned to come out this year, and I think it would be kind of like a cross-gen game. One of the cool things with Overwatch 2 was that if you're playing Overwatch now, All of your progress will transfer over to Overwatch 2, along with your characters, as well as your uh, armor and different decals and stuff like that, which is awesome. But Overwatch 2, as a reason to go and get it, would include story missions for all of the hero characters. And I think it would have been, I know for me, it would be interesting to go see that because, uh, you know, all of, you know, it to me Overwatch looks so awesome but I'm just not that into multiplayer games at this point in time so I'm looking at all these characters I'm like these characters look awesome these little you know movies that they make to introduce them are awesome wouldn't it be great to have like a story mode to kind of support these characters give them a story give them more life and that's what we're getting with Overwatch 2. It's the same we won't see Overwatch 2 this year also I think People who would have gone to BlizzCon would have wanted to hear more about Diablo 4 as well as, what's the last game? Definitely the World of Warcraft people. I think Blizzard does Hearthstone as well, so they would like to hear more about that. Apparently there's a rumor Diablo 2 uh, Remastered, so I think they would have talked about that. Especially because I don't think Diablo 4 would have come out this year, probably be next year. And I've never played Diablo, but I definitely want to check it out as well as Overwatch. And it's a shame that Overwatch 2, and it's a shame that BlizzCon isn't happening because I think I would have tuned in for that because these games seem pretty cool and I want to check them out. And uh, it just seems that we're not going to hear news from uh, these new games. But I think for Overwatch 2, they could also go to IGN, they could go to Jeff Keighley's thing. So we might hear from blizzard but you might hear it through jeff keighley or through ign so but i'll i'll make sure to watch out for that our next story is from gamestop matt paget he says one of the most beloved classic fighting game series samurai showdown is only weeks away from getting its very own retro collection Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection is $40, and it launches on Steam on June 18th and for PS4 and Switch on July 28th. However, it releases first on the Epic Games Store, and for a limited time, it'll be completely free, starting June 11th. Epic Games Store users can claim the collection for free. However, this offer is only valid until June 18th at 11 a.m. Eastern. Samurai Showdown is another on the list of awesome-looking games that I want to check out. It's a fighting game, but all the characters have swords and weapons, and they fight using those instead of, like, Street Fighter, where they fight with their fists, or, you know, in, like, Injustice, where it's superheroes, and they're fighting with their fists. So I think it's uh, pretty cool, and I think I definitely... I think I want to pick this up uh, when it comes out. I don't know if I want to get it when it comes out, but... I'll definitely keep an eye out for a sale. And it's pretty cool because I can kind of play this series from like the beginning, which is a benefit to a lot of these collections. So I, I definitely want to check this out. Adam Bankers said IGN has our next story Marvel's Avengers War Table gameplay and co op stream announced for June 2020. Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics have announced that Marvel's Avengers. Will be getting its first War Table stream on June 24th that will showcase brand new gameplay and co-op footage. Marvel's Avengers Twitter also shared a video of the development team, which you can watch. I'm reading this from IGN's website, and they have a video right there uh, that you can check out if you uh, look at the article. Talking about how they are working through the COVID-19 pandemic. So they posted a video on Twitter talking about how they have to work from home and now they're reassembling and trying to get the game done and ready for when it comes out in September. I'm definitely going to be checking out this game. Uh apparently if you want it comes out on September 4th, but that's like if you or it's supposed to come out September 4th, but if you pre-order like the ultimate extra deluxe edition that comes with all the junk you know all this junk if you pre-order the $100 version or whatever it is uh, you can play it on September 1st and I want to see if I want to get that version or the $60 version and so I definitely want to check this out on June 24th it'll show gameplay and more importantly co-op gameplay because this is technically an online game so I definitely want to check it out. I want to be excited for Marvel's Avengers, but I'm not sure if I can. And I'm hoping that I'll check out this trailer and it will get me excited to want to play this game in September. If not, I'll look forward to Cyberpunk. Jonathan Dornbush has our next story. He says that Marvel's Iron Man VR has gone gold, developer Camouflage announced today. And after a couple of delays this year... Plus, the recent release of a Marvel's Iron Man VR demo, the PSVR exclusive, is set to be released on July 3rd. Now, for those of you who are not in the know, when a game goes gold, that means that the game is basically done, or the base game is basically done. And that's when they're going to start printing discs to be released into, obviously, in the store. And, you know, the boxes are going to be made and the cover art and all that stuff. And so th- that'll begin as of today, because now the base game is done. Now, that doesn't mean they they won't patch the game with a day one update and it'll have a bunch of uh, updates in there. I'm hoping this game does well, because I feel like VR might be on its last legs I really want Sony to come out with PSVR 2. I don't think we'll see that this year, maybe next year, hopefully. And I just hope this game does well, because I think playing around as Iron Man is fun. Uh, Playing in VR should be awesome. And I think I'm definitely going to buy this game. And then I don't know if I'll play it right away, but I'll definitely buy this game. And I can't wait for it to come out. Our next article comes from Ryan McCaffrey of IGN. He says, Xbox Series X to launch with thousands of games. Microsoft is doubling down on a known strength by confirming that the Xbox Series X will launch with thousands of games, leveraging its years-long backward compatibility efforts in comparison to Sony's mixed messaging on PlayStation 5's backwards compatibility capabilities. With more than 100,000 hours of playtesting already completed, thousands of games are already playable on Xbox Series X today. From the biggest blockbusters to the cult classics and fan favorites, says Xbox Series X director of program management Jason Ronalds, who wrote it in a new blog on Xbox Wire. He goes on to say, Many of us in Team Xbox play on the Xbox Series X daily, as our primary console and switching between generations is seamless. By the time we launch this holiday, the team will have spent well over 200,000 hours ensuring your game library is ready for you to jump in immediately. Ronald also spoke with IGN, and when asked if thousands meant that the goal was every single Xbox One game, in addition, the hundreds of Xbox 360 games and original Xbox games already compatible with Xbox One, that will also play on Xbox Series X, Ronald said. The goal is definitely the thousands of titles that run on Xbox One today. If the game runs on Xbox One, it is our goal to get that to run on Xbox Series X. There might be some one-off exceptions here or there, he added, noting that licensing or a technical issue should be the only possible roadblocks for instance, in the former case, a game with licensed music whose contract with the publisher has expired. Even better, Ronald says that Xbox One, Xbox 360, and original Xbox games will run better on Series X than they originally did. He says all titles run at the peak performance that they were originally designed for, many times even higher performance than the games saw on their original launch platform resulting in higher and more steady frame rates and rendering at their maximum resolution and visual quality, Ronald said on Xbox Wire. Backwards-compatible titles also see significant reductions in in in-game load times from the massive leap in performance from our custom NVMe SSD, which powers the Xbox Velocity architecture. This is exciting stuff, and I think... Because of this coming out, I think I may want to get an Xbox Series X when it comes out or close to when it comes out. When I was originally thinking about this upcoming generation and what I wanted to buy, I said I definitely want to get a PS5 because of the great exclusives I've played so far and the ones I want to check out because of the sequels and also I love trophies. I kind of love that ecosystem. But there are but I I'm kind of blinded by the Xbox uh family of consoles. I'm until the Xbox 1, I never really owned one and I missed a lot of games that came out on the Xbox 360 and the original Xbox that I want to go back to now. But I think what I may want to do is get the Xbox Series X. And because of the backwards compatibility that that it has with 360 and original Xbox games that I want to play, I may want to get a Series X just so I can play those games. And then with that, I can catch up to the games that are going to come out, that are hopefully sequels and series that already exist. I think it'll be cool to play the best version of Splinter Cell or Banjo-Kazooie or uh, Perfect Dark. I think that'd be awesome and that might be a great, you know, reason to purchase an Xbox Series X. And so as of right now, I think I may want to get one either when the console comes out or maybe in the months afterwards, or maybe maybe the day where I can walk into a Best Buy and just buy it at Best Buy or buy it at Target or buy it at Walmart. The day I can do that, I'll, I'll probably do that, you know, because then I can play some of these older games that I've missed and then I have it ready for the future. So this is fantastic. It continues to carry the narrative that Xbox cares about backwards compatibility. And I wish Sony, com- I mean, I just wish that Sony cared about backwards compatibility the way Xbox does. Because I, I I just love it. I think it's fantastic. Publisher Square Enix and developer Game Studio have announced an action RPG Infinity Strash Dragon Quest The Adventure of Dai for console, though specific consoles were not announced, it will launch in Japan in 2021. This is coming from Gamatsu, uh, Sao Romano of Gamatsu. Infinity Strash Dragon Quest The Adventure of Dai is one of three upcoming games, part of the Dragon Quest The Adventure of Dai project players will be able to freely control characters from Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Dai, and face against monsters and powerful foes using familiar spells and uh, special attacks. Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Dai, is a, uh anime uh, based on Dragon Quest, the world of Dragon Quest, the monsters. Of, the only thing that really carries over from game to game in Dragon Quest are the monsters that you battle and recognize. And apparently this is a little bit different than a normal Dragon Quest game, which is usually a turn-based role-playing game, uh, or what's referred to as a Japanese RPG. But these look to be more action-based. So this is pretty exciting to get a Dragon Quest game that's more action-based. Hopefully the anime comes to the West. Hopefully the games come to the West. This is also going to be a mobile game, so I'll, I won't be picking it up then, but it's confirmed for consoles, so I imagine it'll come to Switch and PlayStation 4 because that's where most Dragon Quest games go. So yeah, this is pretty exciting if you're a Dragon Quest fan. One last article, finally. Gamatsu has report, is reporting, Sal Romano, and they say that Japanese tech journalist teases huge scoop On the level of Wired's PS5 article for June 4th, for the June 4th due issue of weekly Famitsu. So I'm not gonna read the article. There's a lot in here. But basically, uh Zenji Nishikawa is a journalist for Famitsu, which is the Japanese version of IGN. They are very popular uh not only in vi- uh visual media as far as videos on youtube and uh stuff like that but also with their physical print and they actually have a physical print magazine and it's called fumitsu and those are those are big in japan so basically what on one of his videos or live streams. What this journalist said was he has a humongous scoop and that it would be a scoop that other news outlets would be jealous of Famitsu and go to uh, whatever company that this is and say, why wouldn't you announce this with us? You announced it with Famitsu. Why wouldn't you announce it with us? That's how big this news is, and apparently, eventually, he let it slip that It is Sega, something about Sega. He's interviewed the director as well as different technical uh, people on the board at Sega, apparently, because eventually he kind of gives up the ham. One of the things he says, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it, is that he says it's... uh, It'll, eventually, he has this long thing, and eventually he, says, he said he could tease it. He says, it'll rile up the games industry, which is very interesting because he mentioned Sega, that it's Sega-related. And something Sega-related that would rile up the games industry, there's only a few things that I can think of that would that would where there's only a couple of situations where i see sega coming out with news that riles up the game industry one of them is one of the big publishers either xbox or sony buying sega that that would rile up the game industry that would be humongous that would mean that only sega games would appear on Xbox if Xbox buy them buys them or only on PlayStation if PlayStation buys them. And we have seen Sega be a little bit more friendly towards Microsoft. Yakuza like a dragon or Yakuza 7. The next Yakuza game, that's a Sega game. That has traditionally been on PlayStation only. And now the newest some of the older Yakuza games have come to Xbox as well as the newest game Yakuza 7 which is coming out this fall is coming to both PlayStation and Xbox. Fantasy Star Online that is Sega as well. Fantasy Star Online 2 has also come to Xbox and it came to Xbox first before it became it came to anything else out here in the West. So we have Sega buddying up with Microsoft as of recently. But something that will rile up the game industry. The other thing I can think of is that if Sega were to jump back into the console hardware space. And if Sega's announcing that they are making a next-gen console that would compete with Xbox and PlayStation. Now, that would definitely rile up the games industry. But if they were going to do that, why would they have... You, the next Yakuza game and Fantasy Star. Why are these on the other systems right now? You know, wouldn't you want to announce those as exclusives to your platform and kind of save those? If if this is true that there is a console coming out, that's not what people are saying, but. I don't know, maybe it could be like another mini console, like they're coming out because we have the Sega Genesis mini, maybe it's like a Saturn mini or like a Sega Dreamcast mini, something like that. They may have a new engine that they're working on. I know recently there have been speculation that Sega wants to kind of just stop making Sonic games every year, spend more time on them, have their releases kind of spread out this way the games are better and that we look forward to a sonic game i mean not me but like you know people who like sonic they look forward to a sonic game instead of knowing one's coming out pretty much every year or like every other year so i'm definitely interested this will leak probably before june 4th so i have a feeling and there's also a theory that it might have to do with something with ps5 because if it comes out July whatever this information is comes out June third, then you know the then the magazine comes out June fourth I mean uh, the magazine comes out June fourth, then you know we'll we'll know it by June third and that's when the PlayStation event is rumored to be. So I don't know. So here is the other thing with this PlayStation event that's happening. That is going to be the domino that sets all the other dominoes off. It's going to be the camel that breaks, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back. It's going to set off everything. We're going to see game reveals out the wazoo after this PlayStation event. So it is super exciting what's going to be happening in the next few weeks. And I can't wait to tell you about it next week. That is the news for this week. I do want to talk about some of the games I've been playing. I want to remind you that uh, Xenon Dukes, he wrote the theme song for this podcast and he streams on Twitch and he is... I'm actually... I have the Twitch stream on in the background. I have the volume off so it doesn't affect the recording, but I actually have it on in the background. His Twitch stream right now. He is he's a left Battlefront two, and he is now playing Bioshock. And that kind Bioshock, and that leads on to what I've been playing. Because what I did was when I learned he was playing Bioshock, I said, "Well, I've never played Bioshock. I have an idea. While you guys are playing it on stream." I'll play it with you guys on my own. Now, I'm a little bit far behind Ben. He's about an hour, 20 minutes ahead of me. I'm going to have to catch up to him in my free time. And now I'm recording the podcast and he's playing. So now I'm even, even further behind. So I'll definitely try to catch up because I've never played Bioshock. It's the game I've always wanted to play. From what I've heard, it's so good. And I've actually played a little bit. It is a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it so far. I tried to play it a while ago. Wasn't feeling it at the time now I am. For those who follow me on, on Twitter, at SotoBoy 456 I have recently platinum Assassin's Creed Origins, and I want to give you some of my thoughts. Assassin's Creed Origins is a ton of fun. I find Bayek and his story to be a little, uh, you know, I, I just didn't listen to the story. It didn't captivate me that much. Um, one of the things I love about this game is Senu, which is By X Eagle, and he goes in. You can see all your enemies. You can see all the stuff you have, the loot you have to grab. I love that kind of like search system. You kind of scope the area out, and then you go in to these cams to kind of take it out. I got the Platinum Trophy. I did almost everything in that game. My only problem, another problem I have with the game are the side quests, the way the game paints the people of Egypt is, uh, they're all kind of useless because these, uh, just a lot of fetch quests and just so many side quests. There's actually a lot of side quests in this game and they put them in there to, you have to kind of do the side quests, uh, to kind of level up your character because if you're not at a certain level, they won't let you continue the main story. Which I you know, I'm not the biggest fan of. Let me get through the story. I can do the side and let me do the side quests when I want to do them. The other thing is that the side quests have no real effect on the end of the story. So there's no real point in me doing them other than to level up. Which I you know, side quests are side quests, I didn't really find them that interesting. And they don't have anything to do with the main Story and so I just really didn't like that. I find the combat to be a lot of fun. R two is your heavy attack. R one is your light attack. L one is your shield. To me, I think that com you know that control scheme is pretty great. I think X is jump. And uh, yeah, I think the controls are great. I think the combat's great. I think the stealth is fantastic. I love using a bow and arrow to do stealth. I can take guys out. Uh, I think that's a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it. And this is really my first Assassin's Creed game, because I tried to, and I just couldn't get into it. I, and I played I played a good chunk of Assassin's Creed 2. You know, I really tried it. It wasn't like a game where, you know, I just played for like an hour and didn't like it. I played it for a chunk, and, you know, I really didn't, I didn't beat it. I didn't finish it. But Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Origins, I platinumed, and... I actually really enjoy I really enjoyed the gameplay. The gameplay is the key in that game and it's a lot of fun. And I think it's a really good game. I think you can get it for less than $20 if you want to check out. I wanted to play it because I'm leading up to uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so I wanted to play some of the recent Assassin's Creed games and I already have Origins checked off. Also this week I checked once I platinumed Assassin's Creed Origins, I, uh, went and I grabbed Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I have started that, and much like Origins, a lot of the stuff carries over, and I'm really enjoying Odyssey. A few things have changed, and I'm still kind of getting used to them, but I think I'm definitely going to play Odyssey. I have a lot of, you know, I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, I understand it's very long. So I think it's actually longer than Origins, but when I finished Origins, I think I put about 50 hours, and i I looked at how long Odyssey takes to platinum, and they say, you know, it's about 50 hours, and I'm like, I just did that, so, you know, I I think I can do it, so Odyssey seems fun so far. I'm definitely going to finish it, hopefully platinum it, uh, depending on how hard the trophies are, but I think I'll be okay. The last game I'll put, as far as games I'm playing, Yesterday, I started Uncharted 4, as I want to make sure I get all the Naughty Dog games completed before I check out Last of Us Part 2, and so I checked out Uncharted 4, and I am absolutely loving the game so far. I've made it through eight chapters up to this point. I kind of blew through it yesterday. I got to chapter eight is kind of the point where there's some challenging stuff. I'm playing on crushing cause he needs to play crushing in order to, uh, get the platinum and they let you play crushing from the beginning, which they didn't let you do in the past games. So I'm playing crushing from the beginning. I'm really enjoying it. I re- I always love the, you know, the uncharted games, you know, sw- in this game, I think it gives me more opportunities to kind of do stealth. There's no stealth really in the other games. I can take guys out in different ways. I can use the assault weapon or the pistol. Or I can, you know, just just attack them, punch them if I want to. So I definitely recommend Uncharted 4. I haven't beaten it yet, so no spoilers. But I'm really enjoying uh, my playthrough of Uncharted 4 so far. This will bring an end to this week's episode of news game plus next week we might have a playstation event to talk about so i'll be talking about that next week uh let me know at sodaboy456 Tweet me. Let me know if you have any questions, comments, concerns, inquiries. Let me know what you're playing. Also, check us out on iTunes if we are up there at that point. I'm hoping we'll get up there soon, as well as Spotify and others. I'm so excited for this week. You're going to want to keep on tuning into the podcast, because we are on the precipice of some big news, and I can't wait to talk about it with you. Let me know what you think, and thank you for listening to News Game Plus. Game on!